welcome to episode 182 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Carrie Lee De Silva. Carrie and I talk about the cost of getting lean, and this is something that Carrie knows very personally, as she was once 100 pounds overweight, lost all of that weight, and actually got in shape enough to compete in bodybuilding. After her bodybuilding show, she got pregnant, regained 70 pounds, and then lost all that weight again, this time in a much more sustainable way. So join us for this conversation about the cost of getting lean. What are the trade-offs? How lean is too lean? How do you know what that is for you personally? We also talk about an experiment she ran, eating a Kit Kat a day while losing weight. Spoiler alert, Kit Kats are not, in fact, a super secret weight loss food. Ah, uh, so such a bummer. <laughs> Before we jump into the episode, quick reminder that in just one month, Thursday, August 24th, the doors open to my signature program, Fitter After 40. It's only twice a year that doors are open to work with me. So if you have a goal to lose weight, if you're over 40 and you're frustrated with how much weight you've been gaining, your inability to lose weight, now is your chance to join the hundreds of other women who have successfully lost weight over 40. In Fitter After 40, these women have lost pounds, they've lost inches, they've lost clothing sizes, all while gaining strength and peace of mind. We'll spend eight weeks together. Doors open August 24th. You're going to want to get your name on the wait list because if you join from the wait list, you get a hefty discount, you get an exclusive bonus, and you get first dibs at joining. I'm going to put the link to join the wait list. It's open right now. You can find that link in the show notes. You can also find it on my website at Kim Schlag Fitness and in my Instagram bio. Okay, let's go talk to Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hello. How are you I'm doing, Kim? So, I'm good. I'm super excited to finally have you on the podcast here. You know, it's been a long time. I've, I've thought about having you on. It's just never happened. I can't exactly remember how we met, Carrie, but I want to say it was it was definitely through Jordan Syatt. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely. Was it his business mentorship or was it before that? Uh, I think I was part of the very first like business mentorship cohort yeah. that he had. And I'm pretty yes. sure that was then. And that I mean, must even be where we through met. there. Yeah. In that community and stuff. Um, I remember always seeing you and I think I followed you like a long time ago and um, okay. so yeah. So gosh, probably, that was probably pre COVID or maybe like right. It was in the definitely. Midst of it. Pre, oh yeah. It yeah. was like, it was well before COVID at least yeah. a year, maybe even two. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how we met. Well, yeah. And then more recently, everyone listening, I actually hired Carrie as yeah. my own coach for a fat loss phase that I did um, starting last December. I'm a huge believer in the idea that coaches need coaches. And there's just lots we can learn from being coached, like from being the one being coached. And I chose Carrie for a couple of reasons. One, specifically because I wanted to work with a woman. And also I find Carrie really relatable because like me, she's not somebody who's always been super fit. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. And I'm not saying a coach who's always been super fit can't be a good coach, but I do find it really relatable for somebody who's gone through a similar journey. Um, anyway, so that's why I picked Carrie. I think you all are going to really like learning from her today. So Carrie, can you start by telling us a bit about kind of like your story arc with your own fitness? Sure. Um, I always joke that I could write a book about this. Um, I've literally done it all. I... Most of my life, I was at least from like puberty onwards, I was overweight, um, you know, just constantly trying different diets, signing up to gyms, you know, 
I don't know, switching to wraps at Subway instead of having the bread back in the day, trying to do everything, you know, and uh, I really struggled with my weight. I had a eating disorder for probably over a decade, um, you know, and then eventually kind of fast forward, I fell into the bodybuilding community. I went did like a complete 180 from being, you know, overweight. I lost a hundred pounds, got on a bodybuilding stage, uh, won a bikini show after my third competition, um, you know, and it was great. I mean, Hey, I, I, I was there, I did it. It was extremely hard to maintain. Um, and you know, I was single at that point. So it was something I could focus on. Um, eventually I met, you know, my now husband, I fell pregnant within like the first year, you know, we welcomed our son. And during that pregnancy, I gained 70 pounds. Um, you know, probably because the last, the previous three years I'd spent bodybuilding, you know, it was like restricting. And, you know, the first two years before I found out about flexible dieting was I was doing the bro science diet, you know, the tilapia and the egg whites and the yeah meal timing, every like yes. eating six times a day, all that stuff. Uh, you know, and it, I could have got really stressed out, you know, with the weight gain, but instead I was like, you know what, this is an opportunity to lose this the right way the first time or the next time, you know, and love myself at every step, um, just take a slower, just a more relaxed approach, um, knowing that there wasn't any like specific end goal. Um, and I think I learned the most in that period, mostly about like self-compassion, um, you know, and just how to navigate life as a new mom. Things were very different. Obviously I had other priorities. Um, you know, like within that time I became a coach, um, you know, and it was just, I think something I was able to better offer my clients, like my experience, like you said, you hired me because, you know, there's that relatability factor. So, I mean, I was kind of excited to be able to share that with clients as well. So yeah, it's been a lot of ups and downs. I say that's kind of like the, the shortened version of it, but yeah. Um, yeah, lots of weight up, like up and down. I mean, currently I'm up probably about 20 pounds. I had like a medical thing over, over Christmas. I had a hernia surgery that anyways, a lot of complications, you know, so I'm kind of doing the same thing again, where you just take a relaxed approach and share it with, you know, with your clients and followers. So yeah. 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 I think a lot of people have a goal of getting super lean, right? Like they see that and they're like, I want to do that as a person who has been stage lean. And it doesn't really get much leaner, right? Than no. stage lean. Tell us about being that lean. Like, what are some of the trade-offs? Yeah, I, I joke all the time that there was like one positive to being that lean. And that was like, look good in photos when you're flexing. Like that was about it. I was like that. And I guess just having uh, ease with like clothing, like back then, like that was something I always struggled with. And I liked that I could wear all these different types of fashion that I couldn't before. And I, I said, that was pretty much it. Like the only benefit was like, great. I look good, but I'm not going out and showing anyone this because I'm too tired and I'm sleeping all the time. So it's mm -hmm. like, I look good in photos, looks good in Instagram world. But, you know, I was working in pharmacy at that time before I became a coach and every lunch break, thankfully I worked around the corner. I would dash home and sleep for an hour um, because I was exhausted and I was drinking like seven coffees a day. I was wearing like scarves and things in the pharmacy because I was so cold all the time. Um, I mean, life was pretty much just the gym and like food, um, you know, meal prepping. If someone asked me to go out somewhere, like I'd be looking at them like they were crazy. I'm like, I'm going to have to really 
you know, you're going to give me two weeks notice so I can really plan for this. And, you know, it was just not a, it was everything. Like at that point, it took up the whole piece of the pie in my life. It was your life, basically. It was my life. Yeah. You know, so missing piece in people's minds. Like, I don't think they quite get that idea um, about just to get stage lean, that it is like a full-time gig. Like that's what you're doing. That's exactly it. I said, it's like, it's like having a child. Like it's really like you're, you have to put everything into it. Right. Especially if you are competing and you want to be competitive, right? Like there's a bunch of other people that are going to be on stage with you working just as hard or if not harder. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, um, yeah, definitely something I, I don't regret doing, but, uh, I I got no time for that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Look, balance is such a totally unsexy word, but most people here, I'm sure, hear you saying those things and they're like, wait, maybe I'm not as interested in this idea as I thought I was, right? Like, I don't want to have my whole world be wrapped up in what I am or I'm not eating and going to the gym and now I'm all tired. Like, I want to actually be able to live. You know, specifically the women that I work with, they're all women who are over 40. A lot of them are kind of getting to the stage in life where they're ready to like enjoy kind of the fruits of their labor. They've worked really hard and raised these kids and they want to have some fun and travel and, you know, do all these things. And the idea that they're not going to be able to eat anything and they're going to be spending all their time on their fitness. I mean, that can be a big slap in the face. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, you can think it because I think there's so many people online that sell it as something that, you know, just anyone in the general population can achieve, you know, or you'll see these influencers that, even the ones who diet flexibly, right. They'll be showing like their eight packs and like downing this like massive burger and fries, but they're not showing that they probably only ate a quarter of it or they ate like nothing else the rest of the day or and you know, what they had to do. And then is tilapia and broccoli. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, I used to be a culprit of that when I first got in the Instagram space. I mean, I was, I was new to it. I was, you know, after being overweight my whole life, I mean, I was amused with the fact that I was, I was a, you know, a fitness influencer, I guess, or, you know, so I thought, (laughs) you know, and I would do things like posing with a donut. I think I had like, you know, all the shirts that had like, I lift for donuts or I don't know, yeah, just little things like that. Right. But nobody sees the rest of it that comes with it. Right. Yeah. How do you think a person can figure out the sweet spot for them in terms of level of leanness? Because look, there's nothing wrong with getting leaner. There's nothing wrong with no. that. We both coach fat loss. Um, yeah. I think figuring out where you want to be in terms of leanness, because you know, hearing this, you might be like, okay, maybe I don't want to be quite that lean. What do you think is a good idea, like a good way to figure out the sweet spot in terms of leanness? Yeah, I think it's just constantly reassessing like the trade-offs. Um, I mean, identifying what you value you know, like for me, um, I, yeah, right now I'd like to lose probably about 20, 25 pounds be very candid about that. Like that is a, a weight that for me is almost like my best life. And mm. I know that because I've done it. Um, I've been there. I've also been, you know, probably 50 pounds lighter than where I am right now, you know, when I was on stage, um, you know, and it took a bit of trial and error, but I think really checking in with what your values are, you know, if you're giving up a bunch of stuff that you value, you know, if you're so afraid of food and you're no longer going to like 
I don't know, your weekly family dinner on Saturdays or, or something like that. Like, you know, is it worth the trade-off or I don't know if you're sacrificing sleep or, or just whatever it is, I guess, um, you know, and I, I almost encourage people, like when I have clients that want to get lean, like I'm not even against it. Cause I'm like, for me, that's how I realize that it's not where I want to be. <laughs> you know, it's like, you almost have to be there to realize that the juice isn't always worth the squeeze. Um, you know, I guess it's just testing it out and reassessing at every stage. It's like, how much effort do I have to put into this? Um, you know, it's like, I think there's always room to have like off weekends and things like that, but if it's happening all the time, you know, it's yeah. Yeah. I know. So when I was still fairly new to fitness, I'd been overweight for all of my thirties, you know, I was having kids gaining 50 pounds with each pregnancy, losing it, gaining a net, well, not really losing it, losing some gaining more, yeah. you know, I end up, I'm 38 overweight, well, obese, frankly. And I was just so frustrated. Couldn't figure out how to lose weight. Finally did. And then the people I started following in the fitness space, and mostly, frankly, it was not even social media for me. It was magazine still. I was still a very big magazine yep. kind of girl. And it was Oxygen. That was like the big one, Oxygen Magazine and magazines like that. And everybody in there was a bodybuilder. And I thought that being healthy meant being like these women, right? And so that's, I thought the way they ate was how I wanted to eat and how they trained was how I wanted to train and like whatever. I don't think I really realized what their lifestyle was at that point. Right. So I started getting leaner and leaner. And then I eventually joined a challenge from oxygen magazine to like, okay. up, right. And so at this point I'm already lean, like I'm a very lean person, but I want to get on the cover of oxygen magazine. So I do this, I think it was a 12 week challenge and you can pick your coach. And my coach was a former Miss Olympia, right? And so she's literally like the peak of the bodybuilding community. And she tells us what to eat. It's a group program. She tells us like yep. the literal meal plan, like here is your meal plan. Here's your workouts. <laughs> and I did it. And it was a great experience. It was also a terrible experience. I got very, <laughs> very sick with bronchitis. Cause like I had, I was like skin and bones is eating nothing. And I thought I looked great. <laughs> like I was like, this is amazing. I've never been this lean. And then I look back at the pictures. They're scary. Like my eyes are sunken in. Like I look, I'm like, <laughs> and I, at some point, a few months after this, you know, I didn't win the cover, obviously. Um, you would have known that if I had, right. So I don't win the yes. cover. <laughs> I don't win the cover. I stuck with this program, like literally to the T there were some moments I look back and I'm like, wow, I was like really headed in a bad place. Like we went on a family vacation and I brought my food in Tupperware to a beach camping trip, right? So I have all this great stuff. We the very first night we get there, we go to this pizza place and I order a chicken salad. Well, <laughs> they brought me just the mealiest tomato with like the most uncrisp iceberg lettuce. And I swear to you, it was boiled chicken. Oh my and gosh. My family, like we've had this long trip. I've got, you know, youngerish kids. We've yes. Six-hour car ride. I'm just hungry warm pizzas right in front of me. And I'm eating this like literally, and I had no problem with salad, but it was just a disgusting salad. It was disgusting. And looking back, I'm like, I should have just eaten the pizza, but I ate the salad. And like, I literally had tears in my eyes. I literally had tears in my eyes, but I was like, this is the right thing. And in my mind, even now, I think that right. I thought I was being healthy. Like there's nothing yeah. healthy about that situation. Mm -hmm. Right. But I was convinced that it was. 
And I was, you know, and there were other times like that. Like we went to a pumpkin patch and I left the pumpkin patch. It was a whole event. Like this pumpkin patch was just like rides and stuff. And I left partway through to go sit in the car and eat my sweet potato, my cold sweet potato and chicken. Oh, I've been there. And again, like like I look back and I'm like, that was nuts and like really unhealthy. And like that I yeah. treat like, you know, it was like a 20 minute walk back from where I left my family in there having fun and eating the apple donuts and all this stuff to walk back to the car and eat my chicken and my sweet potato. Oh that was gosh. cold. And I'm like, all right. But eventually, like I there a moment in time came to me when I was getting ready to hire a bodybuilding coach. And I'm like, I guess that's the next step. Like that's what I do. But I really had just had this like glimmer of like, what well, one, I couldn't imagine myself standing on a stage with like that much of my butt showing. I was like, yes, <laughs> just felt like that part is not easy. <laughs> that felt like it's not in line with my <laughs> yeah. personal sense of like modesty, not that yes. wrong with it, but just how I had been raised. I'm like, that's going to be weird. Um, yeah. But then just like the idea that I had really worked hard to get healthy, like worked really hard to like, lower my cholesterol and do all these things. And I kind of felt like I was tipping past healthy and into something that wasn't. And that's when I found powerlifting and just like stepped away from that. And for me, that was a really good thing. Again, not all bodybuilders are unhealthy. Not all bodybuilders have eating disorders. Um, But I don't think a lot of people realize like just how unhealthy it can be. Um, For what a lot of the people are actually doing. Like I said, that that's something I did. I sat on a park bench and my timer went off. It was time to eat. I used to carry this backpack. Everyone called it my Ninja Turtle backpack. It was um six pack bags. I think they had this, like it was in the bodybuilding community as this massive knapsack. It was bigger than me that had all the slots for the meal prep with the cooler. And oh, it had cool. six slots. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was so cool. All of my meals, everyone in the pharmacy was so sick of hearing me talk about it, but like I was walking from like my, like one place to the other and the timer went off and I was like, oh, I'm going to have to sit on this bench and eat my tilapia. I guess I'm not going to get to a microwave because I'm going to lose my gains if I don't eat it this exact minute, you know, it's it's... Eat it like this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, people can see that, right? So they can see people the results of that without Uh feeling what it's like, and then still associate those coaches as the ones who are going to help them lose weight, right? Like as the most knowledgeable, right? Don't you think that a lot of people, because they're not going to see what we just expressed here. They're not going to see and feel that part. What they're going to see is what you were saying, like, wow, she looks great flexing and holding her donut. And then they're going to think, wait, if I want to look like that, I should hire that person. Exactly. They can help me get that. Yeah. You see that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you shared like a prime example of like what trade-off is like probably not worth it. Right. And I think just circling back to like the question you asked me about, how do you know, like what's worth it or not? Like what level of leanness? I was just thinking like, I think, you know, I don't want to go as far as saying like, oh, you know, there shouldn't be any trade-offs because like for health and if you want to achieve fat loss or whatever, like there's going to be trade-offs, you know, I plan, I I try and plan, especially when I'm in a fat loss phase, like what meals I'm having, you know, I am focused on having my protein, my fiber, you know, there's those habits there. I schedule in my workout. It's not easy to get in all the time to the gym. Like, I think there's always going to be trade-offs, but it's like, which ones are, you know, almost just like not worth the while, like, you know, the, the more extreme ones, I guess. Yeah. 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 
So a while back, I don't know if it was a year ago or two years ago when it was, you did this kind of like social media kind of experiment where you showed everybody how you were going to lose weight eating a Kit Kat a day. Yeah. Okay, yes. Tell us about that. Why did you do it? And tell us kind of how it went. Um, well, originally I got the idea. I can't, I can't claim this idea as my own. Jordan did his Big Mac challenge, right? And yeah. I was like, you know, this is such a great idea because despite the fact that I felt like I showed, you know, that I ate a pretty balanced diet. I mean, I used to share my food on social media anyways. I one wanted to go into a, a diet phase. Um, and two figured if I told the world that I could do it, eating a Kit Kat every single day in 30 days, I'd be pretty darn accountable to sticking to it for myself. Right. So yeah. it was, um, one to teach and two, it actually really helped me because I wasn't gonna, you know, be proven wrong at that point. <laughs> um, but it was great. I did it for 30 days and it was just like a mini cut. Um, and I lost seven pounds in that time. Like I was very, I mean, which typically in 30 days isn't what I would aim for. You know, usually yeah, it's like fast. four or five. It was, yeah. um, but, uh, you know, I was proving a point. So I was just like probably more 100% on than I ever have been. Um, but it was great. Like I, I had fun, um, picking a different Kit Kat. Like, you know, I'd ask the audience like, Ooh, should I try the peanut butter one? Should I have the chunky? Um, you know, and it was just a great way to show, uh, that you can incorporate like, you know, the foods you love obviously, but two that I was showing people the trade-off of me making that, choosing that Kit Kat every day. Cause it was like at dinner time. I was like, Oh, you know what? I really would have liked to have that extra rice with my dinner, but I am having veggies because I had that Kit Kat. So I was using it in two ways, like saying yeah. like, it's, you can fit the stuff in, but if you want to do it every single day, like it's going to be trade-offs. And there were some days where I was like, I'm really hungry. Like I could have done with something with more protein, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like it was, uh, I also haven't really eaten one since I got kind of sick of them after. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Wait, did you, did you find a new Kit Kat you like? Are you more? I like dairy milk now. That's like my favorite. The Cadbury dairy milks. They're so oh, good. I guess have those in the no, States. No, I, I think I do. They have those in, in Europe though. That milk brand, right? Yeah. It's cat. It's Cadbury. Cadbury. It's like the dairy purple? milk. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I know what you mean. I don't know. If we yeah. have them here. Maybe we do. Maybe oh, they're we do. so good. Um, <laughs> but not a Kit Kat fan anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably eat one, but it's not, it's not my go-to. I think I outdid it. I saw a lady uh, on Instagram the other day and she was clearly doing it to get people to comment. And a lot of them were, I don't remember what her point was, but as she was talking, she was eating a full-size Kit Kat bar, like taking a bite out of it, the middle. Oh, and everyone's like, ma'am, what are you doing? ma'am, what are you doing that Kit Kat? And I'm like, she's doing that on purpose to get people to comment on her video. And it's working guys. Cause that's oh not my gosh. That is not how you eat a Kit Kat. You're eating a full size Kit Kat every day. Yeah. Yeah. Full, full size. It was like 220 okay. calories a day. Um, I think that's what the full size bar works out to be. It was like between that and the chunky, like the, yeah, the one with the four I switched what are, it what up. Are, those, are they like 250 calories? What are they a day? They're both the same. They're about the same. 220, 230. 20, 230. Okay. Um, yeah. So tell everybody, people listening, they might be kind of surprised, Carrie, like that you can lose weight eating a candy bar, full size. We're not talking about fun size candy bar a day. Yeah. What are some of the things that you did to successfully look? Obviously, everyone listening, she was in a calorie deficit. Like that's the big wowzer here, right? She's in a calorie yeah. deficit. But practically speaking, what are some of those things that you did to successfully lose weight while eating a candy bar every single day? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, calorie deficit, obviously, number one, have yeah. to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. Um, I 
set my calories. I can't exactly remember where they were, but I think it was like um, a 600 calorie deficit. So 600 calories below my maintenance. I was um, doing it. I usually I would go about 500, but because I was doing the experiment, I was giving myself some wiggle room. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my daily steps in. That was something I focused on getting 8,000 plus steps a day. Um, I kept up with my workouts. I didn't change anything to do with my workouts. I was still getting my four workouts in a, um, a week. That's what I do now. Um, I planned. Um, so I didn't prep all of my meals, but you know, I had a conversation with my husband, um, you know, and our families, like people who we usually have dinner with. And I said, like, look, I'm doing this thing. You know, I kind of just set my environment up to support me. And uh, we just planned our weekly menus, you know, sometimes just when we went to the grocery store, we'd buy our protein source for every night of the week, you know, it's like, whether it's like, you know, ground chicken or, or fish or salmon or whatever it was, we didn't always know exactly what we were having, but because we always have rice and potatoes on hand, um, you know, salads, wraps, anything like that, we could kind of mix and match. So we were just a little bit more organized with our dinners. Um, I only ate out twice in that month, not saying that you can't, Mm -hmm. Um, again, I was doing it for a sake of an experiment, but I did limit my takeout. I brought my lunch with me to work every day, which was just helpful. It helped me stay full, um, you know, and, uh, prioritize my sleep. I think that was the other big thing, you know, because, um, when your sleep's off, it makes your typically makes me, me more hungry. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it just makes it harder. Like you kind of get a, I don't even, I don't want to swear on here, but like a case of the efforts where you don't really want to do everything. If you're low on sleep, you're kind of like, ah, I don't really feel like doing this today. And you know, it can, it can make things a lot tougher. So absolutely. Yeah. So what are some of your go-to foods? Like when you're in a weight loss phase, you're about to start a fat loss phase. What are like five or six foods that you would for sure have on hand? Yeah. Awesome. I can answer that. I already got them all in my, uh, in my fridge now or in my kitchen now because okay, I'm, I'm currently in a fat loss phase. Okay. So yeah. Um, I mean, chicken is like gotta be one of the easiest things out there. It's like, um, I always say it's like a pair of jeans. Like you can dress it up in any way you possibly want. Right. It's just yeah. a basic, um, my Greek yogurt. I have that every single morning. Um, you know, if I'm get bored of, the flavor or whatever, I'll just switch up the toppings. Again, it's like another pair of like a basic wardrobe staple. (laughs) I always compare it to clothing. Um, Fruit. I always have frozen berries, watermelon, um, fresh strawberries, you know, in Bermuda, we have a lot of frozen stuff because prices of groceries here are insane. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Carrie lives on the island of Bermuda. We can jealous now. (laughs) <laughs> except for, for the prices for food, but uh, yeah, yeah. The prices of food, please. I, be know. I just oh was there gosh. a week ago, two weeks ago. You literally live in heaven. Yeah. It's pretty amazing here. It's amazing. It's yeah. so gorgeous. Like, <laughs> the water, I, I just want to like lay in that water all day. Yeah. Day. Oh, it's showing off. I know it's at this time of year too. It's just yeah. like, it's stunning. Yeah. No, I love it. It is. Okay. But the price of food is not good. All right. Did we get five? Yeah. Here? That was three. I think that was three. Yeah, no, that's okay. Bermuda. Okay. All good. Um, Yeah. So fruit of any kind. Um, I always keep frozen veggies that are easy to throw in the microwave, like steamable ones in the freezer, just so that I don't have an excuse to miss my fiber, my veggies. Um, And then the last one. Okay. What did I say? Eggs, probably. 
Mm, that's a good one. Good. Yeah. That's a good I didn't one. name any carbs, but if there was a six, I would obviously save like rice, potatoes, like wraps, bread, that kind of yeah. stuff too. I Harry mean, does eat carbs. <laughs> I, I eat lots of them. They are my favorite. I put cereal in my yogurt every morning, but those are like the staples because those are like, you know, protein and fiber are super important to hit obviously yes. for, to keep you full. Um, so those are why those are like staples always in my fridge because sometimes they're harder to just like, you know, it's not something that you can easily throw together. Like you could easily just get some bread and put some peanut butter on there, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not intuitive to just go and like make a chicken breast. So we always have it ready. And yeah. 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 Uh, probably my go-to carb source is oats. I love oatmeal. Oh, yeah. I think they're so filling. I do yeah, yeah. overnight oats. I make, um, like a protein pancake with oats. Yeah. And one of the things I started doing, like, I don't know, maybe like a year and a half ago, I don't even know why I started doing this, but I really like it. Sometimes when I make yogurt and berries in the morning, so I'll mm-hmm. microwave my frozen berries. So they get like hot and juicy. I put, uh, my plain Faye yogurt on it. And then I will top it with oats that are not cooked. Just like the raw, like, Oh, interesting. And it kind of makes like a granola thing, but without all those like calories, like it makes a good, that sounds good. So I don't cook it. Like I just throw the oats on it. I throw some, uh, nuts on it. And then sometimes I'll even throw like some brand brand, like all brand, like little brand buds. Yeah. Things. Little buds. Yep. Yeah. Not the little hard ones, but the other ones and, and mix that all together. It makes this amazing concoction that has like a lot of, is it, it's like a crazy amount of fiber. I'm going to try that. I want to say it's like 30 or 40 grams of fiber. Oh, wow. Like an equal amount of protein. It's friggin' delicious. I have to be careful because if I put too much of the brand buds in there, I'm like yeah. pooping my pants. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say that much fiber. I was like, oh my god, I, I should be right I had to bathroom. like really work with the um, with the numbers there. To yeah. uh, no, it wasn't there. How much fiber is it? No, it's twenty. I had to cut it back. I had to cut it back till it was twenty. Otherwise, I was getting sick to my stomach. But yeah. I mean, you hit twenty grams of fiber with breakfast, you are full. Like that bowl fills me up for hours. Like I could eat that in the morning and then not be hungry again until noon one. And I ate it like oh, seven, yeah. eight. like it's just, it's solid. So I love that oats. Delicious. One of my like go-tos, one of my other ones is bags of frozen shrimp. Okay. That's a good one. Really, really well, because sometimes I'm super lazy and it's lunchtime and like, I want a salad and that would be great. It would, it would be healthy it would be really weight loss friendly, but I don't want to like cut up the chicken or I don't want to do any of that, but you can just take frozen shrimp out of the bag, put it under cold water. And three minutes later, you have protein ready for your oh, salad. That's so smart. It's just like easy. And it's always just there. Like you don't need anything to prep it. Like it's just cooked. It's ready. So that's another one of my good ones. Cottage cheese. I know it's like having its moment right now, but it's always yes. had a moment in my life, ladies and gentlemen. Like I, that's so when funny. I was a child, like I was obsessed with cottage cheese. Now back then, what I really liked is like the full fat kind of, I just thought it was delicious. Now I'm definitely going to get like a 2% kind of 1% yes. situation. If, especially if I'm in a weight loss phase, but wow, yep. there's yep. so much you can do it. You know, I'm going to try this week. I have not, I keep wanting to do it. There's this like viral, like cookie dough protein. Have you tried it? No, it's on TikTok, and I want to say I'm okay. really late this trend. I want to say it was like May, and like okay. I've just been traveling all summer. I haven't done it, but like they blend TikTok with like a blender. The TikTok they blend the cottage cheese. <laughs> Let me make sense when I speak here. They blend the cottage cheese in a blender, and then they add. Um, I don't even know what they're adding in there, but then you eventually add in chocolate chips, and it's like supposed to be like an edible cookie dough kind of. Oh, that sounds good. Thing. 
and reviews are very mixed. Some people, you know, oh. every gross thing they do over there on TikTok are I like, know. it's amazing. And I'm like, it's disgusting. Um, like last uh-huh. year when they were trying to make Coke out of, oh, was that? That was disgusting. What was I, that? I, that was gross. Like it tasted like- I know salmon. exactly what you're talking about. Like, uh, balsamic that, vinegar, wasn't yes, it? it was balsamic vinegar and like <laughs> a seltzer water. And my yes. daughter and I were trying it because I don't even really like soda. I'm like, honey, you have to try this with me because I don't like Coke generally. And she's obsessed with it. So we both yeah. tried it and we, like for like two seconds, we're like, oh, maybe. And then we were immediately like, no, I have no. salad dressing in my mouth. <laughs> but what I'm saying is oh there gosh. are people out there who will tell you anything tastes good, especially on TikTok, right? Because yeah. they're trying to be like cool trend. But a lot of people had good things to say about it, but there were certainly people who didn't. But I want to try that because I think it's such an underrated food. Now it's kind of coming into yeah. its own. It's like the new cauliflower, right? Like they try to get <laughs> yes. out of cottage cheese. But I really do think it is such a great staple to have. Yeah. I use it. I do it plain. I put it. Um, I put it on avocado toast to like get. Oh, that's good. On yeah, avocado toast. That's a great like, idea. It's delicious that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so good in so many ways. So that's my, probably one of my other big staples. Yeah, that's um, a good one. I actually had a client in her most recent check-in. Um, she was sharing one of her newest little concoctions that she made. It was some mixture of like Greek yogurt and cottage cheese where she mixed like the ranch seasoning, like as a dip oh, um, for her chicken tenders. And I was like, that sounds so good. I don't know how she did it. She must've blended it, but it sounded yeah, like, it. it sounded amazing. Like, I think it was like sriracha and like ranch seasoning or something with those oh, two yeah. blended together with chicken tenders. And I was like, that sounds so good. Yeah, I think cottage cheese is one of those foods. It can have such a subtle flavor that you can make it be what you want it to be. Do you yeah. want it sweet? Do you want it to be savory? Like I put it in my high protein pancakes. Like that's what's yeah. making the protein is cottage cheese and the egg whites. There's not protein powder in it. And yeah. it, it's like a pancake, but you know, you can also put it in with something savory. Like I'm sure if you put yeah. the right seasoning, it could be a great, a great little dip there. Yeah, we'll see absolutely. if it can be cookie dough. I'll, I'll let you guys know. Oh I'll yeah, please do. Speak or so and see. Can it be cookie dough? I don't know. <laughs> Okay. So Carrie, someone's listening right now. And they're like, you know what, Carrie, I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to start a weight loss phase. I'm going to do it today. I'm not even going to wait till tomorrow. I want to get started. Give me a starting point, like a two to three pronged starting point for somebody who feels like I want to do it the right way this time. Like I want to change my habits, lose weight. What would you tell them? Where's a good starting point? That's a good one. Um, Oh, two to three points. Let's see. Narrowing it down. I'll just talk about cottage cheese. Why so you think good. I spring yeah. that one on you. <laughs> no, that's, no, it's good. Um, typically, and I usually, you know, have this conversation with a lot of, um, like clients when they're, when they're newbies, when they start, you know, um, you know, I give them little pieces of advice when we first start chatting and stuff. And I would say, you know, it's important to manage your expectations. I think that is one of the most important things from jump is that, you need to understand that, you know, after three weeks, like the, that initial motivation that like, Oh, I'm going to do this thing. Like it, that's going to wear off. There's going to be times where you're going to feel unmotivated. Um, there's going to be times the scale's going to spike. There's going to be, you know, setbacks. Things aren't always going to go to plan. Um, I usually, you know, encourage people, um, to realize that it's okay to suck a little bit when you first start, like, you're not going to be, like, oh, I don't know how you always get like this much protein. It's like, well, you're not used to doing it. It's going to take some practice, right? Um, you know, and, and to just, you know, make mistakes and constantly, you know, just reevaluate like what's working, what's not, um, you know, be open, especially for hiring a coach, you know, it's like, you have to be open and honest and, and share all the setbacks you're experiencing, but equally 
you know, show yourself enough self-compassion to like hold yourself accountable, um, to say like, Hey, like, how could I do this better next time? Um, you know, I think that would be probably one of the biggest things. Um, you know, I'd say, take a look at like your next three months. Like, is this the busiest period of your life? Do you have like two different vacations and like a year end deadline at work and all this stuff? Like, is it a good time to be in that? Or is this a time where you may want to spend, you know, three months or a couple months, like focusing on building some healthy habits? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just really making sure like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this. Um, and then I'd say lastly, like, Let's say two to three points. It's like, there's so many you could possibly say. Um, well, so far what you said has been brilliant. Give us just one more. Oh, thank you. <laughs> just one more. Um, don't try and do like a complete 180. Mm. Um, you know, going in saying like, oh, well, I could do two workouts a day. Like why do one when I could do two? Like, oh, you know, <laughs> if my calorie deficits, like, you know, if my coach is giving me 1800 calories, like I could eat 1300. It's yeah, like, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Like you want to, you want to start eating like your, your deficit or whatever, eating like the most amount of calories you can get away with losing weight at. Um, and I don't want to say the least amount of exercise, but like, you know what I mean? Don't, don't do something that's not going to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because you can always add more, um, you know, give yourself some grace, especially if you're just starting this, um, you know, and, uh, yeah, you can turn up the volume later on if you need to. I like the analogy to go along with that, Carrie, that, um, it's like, if you were going to bake a cake in the direction, say bake it at 350 degrees for 35 minutes, it's not a better plan to bake it at 500 <laughs> degrees no. for 15 minutes, right? That's not going to be, that's not going to give you the results you want, even though it's in quote unquote faster, right? <laughs> it's not going to, yes. it's the same thing here. Sure. You could do two workouts a day and eat 1300 calories. It's not going to give you the same results that you think you're going to get. It's not going to necessarily end up faster. You might yes. end up burnt out just like you'd burn that cake. Exactly. It's like, take a look at the bigger picture. I think that would be the other piece of advice is like, just make sure you're looking at the bigger picture, thinking about your future self, doing things to make your life easier in the future, you know, yeah. not uh, to try and get that instant gratification now. Yeah. Love that. So Carrie, the question I like to end with, with everyone is tell us how you're moving your body these days. Like, what are you loving? Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, I, have recently been incorporating more, um, like hypertrophy training, uh, as of like the last, actually, I want to say the last year, really. Um, when I, after I got, like, I got married in May, 2022 last year after that, um, you know, I wanted to go into like a gaining phase, like a bulking phase of a thing, like, cause I never really done one properly and I've done it for a year very well. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, you know what, let me just change my style of training. Like I'd always done a bit of that anyways, but it's been really fun. I love experimenting different styles because then I can, you know, I can share that with my clients and stuff too. So I've been doing that. Um, and I've been trying to get like one or two zone two type cardio sessions in a week. Like I am probably one of the worst when it comes to cardio. I used to do it all the time. I used to sprint and like spin class and all that, but, um, it's something where, you know, I have a son who's, who's, 
getting quicker and quicker these days, you know, he's four and I was like, I gotta be able to run after him, you know, and, uh, while I can, I want to do it without getting winded and feeling like I'm going to die. So I'm trying to like do more of that. And then, uh, all my steps currently right now are inside in the gym in the air conditioning, because this Island is hot right now. And they can, nobody's got time to be out in this humidity the in the morning. <laughs> I know that's what everyone thinks. Like you say like, Oh, I'm going to live there. I'm going to go to the beach. But like Bermudians, the funny thing is like, if you're like a tried and true Bermudian, right. Um, it's like, Oh, but sand, like, I don't want sand oh, on my feet. Like, oh I know, gosh. I know it's, Wait, it's, it's the worst. You go to the beach. Like how many days has it been since you were at the beach? Oh, okay. To be fair, I was there on Sunday. When you have a child, you okay. end up going more often. Um, but we do choose one that has like a facility where you can wash your feet off. And like, it's, uh, it's got the shortest like sand area. So it's, <laughs> but we typically try to like go on boats or like, there's a place near our house where you can just jump right off the rocks into the water and like bypass the whole sand thing. So, uh, that's the sand thing. Yeah. So I love the water. Somebody said, if you said to me, like, what do you think a day in the life of Carrie is like, I'd be like, well, I'm sure she starts it walking on the beach (laughs) in the morning and she ends it again with another beach walk. That's how I would start started and ended your day. Honestly, when I first moved here, I did more. Um, when I first got into fitness, uh, walking was the first thing I ever did. And I had a friend that we used to meet and walk on the beach. And like, I, I do like it. Like we had a date day where we did like all the paths near where you've been to Horseshoe Bay, but, uh, it's definitely, I mean, just the, the hot, the sweaty, the sand and stuff. Like it's just most of the time I'm like, let me just go put Netflix on in the treadmill. (laughs) It's easier. Yeah. That's funny. Tell everybody where they can find you. Not on the beach. Awesome. (laughs) Not on the beach. Not all the time. (laughs) It's too funny. Um, so Instagram's probably one of the places I'm most active on. Uh, it's, uh, my taglines, Carrie Lee fitness or my, not my tagline, my, you know what I mean? My name on there, my handle. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, Carrie Lee fitness. And, uh, I do have my own podcast called the, not your basic Fitzbo podcast, um, that I will be relaunching, um, in quarter four this year. That's the plan. So there are some episodes on there that I've recorded, but it'll be uh, back in action. Great. I will link both of those things in the show notes. I have to say, um, listeners, I do think Carrie has one of the most underrated Instagram feeds. Your content is just top notch. Like it is, it is entertaining. Like you're very entertaining and (laughs) it's spot on. Like you're, you're, you've clearly studied. I know you did the, um, HMCC, the health mindset certification. Like you definitely, you can tell that you have studied mindset, um, and that you come from just a really great place of knowledge. And again, I think your content is just seriously underrated. Everybody Thank should definitely like follow Carrie. All right, my Appreciate dear, it. It great talking to you. Yes, you so, too. I'm still just going to imagine you walking on the beach. <laughs> I'll do it just for you this week, okay. I promise. You, you think yeah. of me while you walk on that beach. I will. Already. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here.